Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. You may be seated comfortably in the presence of the Lord. I think I like that song like way more than you guys. Just wasn't quite connecting right there. I was enjoying the presence of the Lord, which is what we do around here. If you would continue to make heaven come forth from the ivories, we'd be grateful for that. Um, had a message. I, I still have one, I think. I had one that I don't get to use. So I don't know if you ever worked on a book report or an essay or had to do some public speaking or bring forth a message. I know. My pastors certainly understand what it's like. But it's like, you know, you study for the test and uh, you go in to take the test and the, and the teacher's like, yeah, you're not taking that today. What? <laughs> anybody, anybody know what that's like? And all those things, the Lord works together. I used to get so uptight about it. I still do, I guess, sometimes. Uh, but I'm not uptight tonight. Amen. Isaiah chapter 30. I, I was going to go to Ezekiel and chapter 1 and talk about the glory of the Lord. And uh, I might ooze on over to that location eventually. I, I don't know. Mom, you look beautiful tonight. Patrick, very handsome. What a lovely couple. Won't you lift your hands to heaven online? seems in my life over the decades, over 20 years serving him, that he, he really has brought me and everybody I know that continues to contend and walk with the Lord. He really, he really does bring us from glory to glory. He really does. And if we'll just wait on him, if we'll just endure, if we'll just persevere, the car comes. Carol. The healing, the healing comes. The favor, the favor comes. And there can be, there can be times in the, the midnight hour when you don't know where to go, what to do, who to call. And I've found in my life over the years that the Lord teaching me to lean on and to rely on him and him alone. And it's a beautiful thing when you can lean on a brother. Lean on me. Hallelujah. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, Pastor Vince. I'm gonna need somebody to lean on you gotta one brother hey lean on me somebody you just you just might need 
somebody to lead. Lean on me. Lean on me. Hey, <laughs> put your hands together for Jesus. So over the decades, you know, thank God for, for brothers in Christ. I don't know if you've heard this newsflash before, but let me give it to you. You will not make it alone. I don't care how bad the, you could be, you know, like bad, bad, Leroy Brown, bad as damn the whole day town. Okay, it's like, it's a Motown Wednesday. That song has a curse in it, which I'm not endorsing. So just saying, I don't, I don't care how bad you think you are. We all need each other. It's designed that way. Babies, and uh, let me say an acknowledgement to uh, nurse, Jan, all my staff know me. They feed me lines when I'm like, what's your name again? I've only known you for 20 years, but praise the Lord. Acknowledgement to nurse Jan, who has valiantly served along with others in the community as first responder. She's a nurse and has endured in, in just incredible hours and grueling Equipment having to wear strain on your lungs and your heart, all all to fulfill the, your your oath of helping people, and uh, we commend you and thank you for that. Would you would you say thank you to her, as well as to all those who served in this crazy time? So. I would be disappointed, you know. Early on, I found two different kinds of trials. Isaiah 30, I'm, I'm gonna, get, gonna get there. Find two different kinds of trials. Categorically and generally speaking. One kind of trial is designed by the Lord if you'll allow it to have its perfect work. It's not that all trials come from God. The devil comes to whoop up a mess too. But God will turn all things for good. We were just singing it. I preached it not but a few weeks ago. He turns everything, for, say it. He turns is that in scripture? Yes. Read your book of Romans, chapter 8. Yeah, he turns everything for good. Everything, 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 everything. He turns everything for good. And I found there's two kinds of, generally two kinds of trials as you go through them. One, one is, is designed redemptively to bring you closer to, to people. You're like, no way. Yeah. You're like, I don't like people. I know. You need to be healed. If you can't love your brother who you see now, are you going to tell me you love God who you can't see? And don't get mad at me. That's scripture. Jesus said that. And don't get mad at him. That never works. So two kinds of trials. One draws you to be closer with people. And some of you are so wounded, so hurting. It's like in the spirit, you've got daggers hanging out of your back. You need to get healed. Listen, you need to get healed. If you're bitter and you're angry over your uncle or your mother or your father, or your brother, or your sister, or your third cousin twice removed on your aunt's side, I, I don't know. But you gotta get healed. I think back in my life as it wasn't as a as a Christian, I, I got born again, but it wasn't until 
It wasn't I confronted this deep, hurtful things of the past that I was set free. And that can be hard because you just want to kill some people. Now, oh, I know you're all holy and everything. But I'm just saying. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, that person deserves death. You're absolutely right. And Jesus died for them. So you can forgive the unforgivable through the cross like that. Other trials come, and they're, they're designed to draw you closer to God. Of course, you draw close to God in all of it, but you understand. There's times when, when you're facing a, a difficulty and a painful circumstance, and man, if people don't have the answers, anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, so, you know, you look for, you look for confirmation. You, you're like, can I get a prophetic word? And the, the, the prophets are silent. And, and, and it's like, God just gets you to this place where there's not one person in the earth that can help you. But if you'll call out to God, if you'll call out to God and learn to, how to touch the hem of his garment, many people don't know how to get a miracle. Listen, I want to tell you something. He redeemed you. His blood cleanses you and washes you and takes all of your sin, that which separates you from God, and he throws it as far as the east is from the west. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, I want you to say that and listen to these words. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. Say it. He is, who's he? God. If I confess my sins to him, he is faithful and just. Just, by the way, God is the author of justice. Our system of justice, flawed as it may be, is based upon the Ten Commandments. And if you remove those, then all you do is have laws made by by man who's flawed at best and filled with sin and mostly, most men separated from God. What do you say most men? Well, once you repent, you're not separated from God anymore. So, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just. Just justice. Justice has been served for your sin. The man who sins, the soul that sins shall, shall die. So he's faithful and just. What does that mean? It means that he took your sin your sin. Listen, and, and listen, if you're going to have a real conversion, you're going to get really saved, you better get personal about your sin. I just feel pushed a little bit. I'm so glad I didn't give you notes. I've counseled many people who have gone through adultery. It is one of the most painful things for, I mean, it's a violent tearing that happens in families. It used to be mostly men. That's not the case now. Now it's like 50-50. You have women that commit adultery just as much as men do. It used to not be that way, but that's the way it is now. Because evil increases if not dealt with. Long ago, I, I remember uh, a man who had committed adultery and is in my office and it was a long time ago. So it wasn't like it happened, you know, last year or the year before. It was like 10 years. 10 years isn't all that long now that I'm getting older. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? 10 years. 10 years like last week. 20 years seems longer now. Anyway, it was, it was 10 years ago or so. He gets touched by the Spirit of God in service 
and has to come clean. He just has to come clean. He had some people telling him, you know, well, you just don't, you don't, you, you just put that under the blood. You don't need to talk about it. But he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't live with himself. He had to, he had to get it out. And so his wife was a woman of God. He's a man of God, but he had hidden this thing for all these years. Sitting in my office, he's going to tell his wife. And so he says, I have something to confess. You can see her face fall. And he said, 10 years ago, I committed adultery. And it was like somebody tore her in half. And she could see her, the catalog of her mind trying to figure out 10 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. She says, I remember that, you know, and she remembers. And then he's like, I, I, I repent. I never did it again. And she says, she's weeping and she's crying. And he says, would you please forgive me? She's weeping and she's crying. And she says, who was it with? It's 10 years ago. Can you just forgive me? The answer is no. Who was it? Who was it? Where was it? Is she still alive? Because she is. I'm going to kill her and repent afterwards. She didn't say that. She wanted to know who, what, when, where, how did it happen, how many times, did you like it? Oh, do you all know what I'm talking about? Some of you think that you can just come to Jesus and just go, oh yes, forgive me, I'm not. When you actually haven't faced really the deep, painful things that you've done and really, truly made a good act of contrition, of repentance and a sorrow, ask God to wash you and cleanse you. So as a result, you haven't really experienced the full cleansing of his blood. Pastor, it's good to see you. I didn't see you till right now. Pastor Chesterton, lovely wife. God bless you guys. It's, it's good not to just generally repent. It's good to be detailed about things. But don't let the devil get in there. You understand what I'm saying. You don't let the devil get in and camp out and make you like a worm and then you just keep rehearsing all of your failure. That's not what you do. And in my life, as I've gone through these challenges and more so when I was a newer Christian and I'm beginning to grow up in the Lord, I would, I would lean more on my brothers and my sisters. And I still have brothers and sisters. But there comes trials, there comes challenges where the only one that can break you out is God himself. And the only way that happens, ladies and gentlemen, is by you coming away from all that distracts. I found myself in midst of great, great need of breakthrough just last night. Uh, maybe it was the night before, they kind of blend. Isaiah chapter 30, and by the way, I, I got it by the grace and the mercy of God. Some of you expect him just to come and show up out of the sovereignty of God. Sovereign, he's sovereign. How many of you know God's sovereign? That means he does what he wants, when he wants, to whoever he wants to. So many of you rest on the goodness of the Lord, the, the love of God, and you can rest in that. But then there's another place of when you, if you'll mature, if you'll, if you'll grow in your faith, to understand that when God speaks, I said this to my son today, right, in service. 
When God speaks and you know that he has spoken to you and you know from his word that you're in the perfect will of God and this thing that you're moving forward to do for him, this promise, the basis by which we pray, the promises of God are the basis by which we pray. You know that he has spoken. You know what his word is and you see mocking you in front of you all of the obstacles and all of the, the Goliath, all of the challenges before you, just like, hopefully it's not a curse in some of the language, but you don't understand what I'm saying, just mocking you. Na-na-na-na-foo-foo, you ain't going through. Many of you throw the towel in at that moment and be like, well, I guess the Lord, and he's like, fight, 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 fight. He's trying to tell you, he's trying to tell you to fight. So I had this daunting news. The weight of it was like, it was a very intense weight, a spiritual weight. I sat down on the floor of my bedroom, which I don't do. I can't remember when I've sat on the floor of my bedroom. I just, I think because I was so heavy, it takes so long to get up, but now I've lost weight, so it's easier. But I mean, I, I just don't sit on the floor too often. I mean, it was just like, ah, uh, ooh. Oh, oh God. I sat down and I just like leaned against my dresser. I sat there. It was like, oh, come on, God. Come on, God. And I just started praying. And I felt tired. And I just started praying and praying and praying. And uh, I knew it was going to be one of those nights. You know, I'm glad for the 15-minute breakthrough. You know what I'm talking about? You you get out your intercessor hatchet. I don't have any interpretation for that, but that's my prayer language. And you're just intercessory chopping away. And then 15 minutes later, there's a cord of intercessory wood and you're ready for a fire. Isn't that fantastic? I love that. Isn't that great? 15 minutes of fire. This was not, I sensed in my spirit, going to be a 15-minute battle. And, and it, it's, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. And I thought, let's do it. Let's go. Lace my gloves up in the blood of Jesus. And uh, got ready for bed, praying in the spirit. Lie down in bed. Pastor Karen, true to form, asleep in 30 seconds. I'm reading the word and I look at the news and then I just pray all night. All night. Doze off, dreams, visions, wake up, pray the dream, pray the vision, pray through, go back to sleep, have another one, pray, 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 pray. And, and many times in the middle of the night, it'll break, or by the morning, it'll break, but not this time. I had to wait on him, to wait on the Lord, to wait on the Lord, to, to position yourself. See, some people think it's like, I'm waiting. That's not what that word means. Isaiah 30. Okay, you ready? Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Verse 18. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is the God of justice. Blessed are all who wait 
for him. The word wait is to be braided together. This Hebrew word is to be braided together with the Lord. I don't know if you ever seen you ever seen braids on someone's long hair. You ever seen a well-done French braid? Not a hair out of place, you know, it's just intricately woven. That's a picture of waiting, that you're so intricately woven with the one who called you, the one who saved you, the one the one who gave you the promise. You're so inter- intricately woven that, which I see the hair going here. Is, is this the part? Is that, how does that work? That's so, it's so beautiful. This, you can't tell. Which braid goes where? It's, it's, does anybody understand? That's a picture of waiting. That you're so spun into the Lord. You're so walking with him and close to him that it's not, I'm waiting. He longs to be gracious. I want you to say that. He longs to be gracious. Blessed are all who wait for him. Verse 19. Oh, people of the United States of America. Oh, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, now that's interesting, as soon as he hears, he will answer you. There are times in life, and I know theologically because of the blood, we can boldly come before the throne of God's grace, but there's times there's times when the heavens seem like brass and, 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 and demonic power can just be pressing you. Some of those things are in our soul. I don't mean demonic, demonic power in our soul, although that, that could be true. But I mean, some of you have misunderstandings and misconceptions about God. So, so you don't know that he wants to be gracious to you. He longs, longs is, is it's an action word. He's like, come on, just, just give me an opportunity. Just, just, just give me an opportunity. Yes! And he, and he runs and, he, and he's gracious to you. It's like, it's like the, the, the prodigal son, the prodigal father. How about the prodigal father? Let's rename that. We call it the prodigal son there in the book of Luke. The son comes to his senses. He spent all that he had on wild living. He, he, he finds himself with the pigs, which no, no Jew would ever find himself in. And he says to himself, one of my father's hired servants has it better than this. If I, if I could just be in my father's house. And he, he, he doesn't just think about it. He gets up, he says, I'm going home. And he goes on why he was yet afar off. The father runs to him. The father runs. First of all, for a Jewish man to run would be a great embarrassment. You have to lift up your garment and expose your thighs and your leg. It's a picture of Jesus being exposed, naked, bruised, pierced for our transgressions, wounded for our iniquity. The chastisement that brought us peace, Isaiah 53, was upon him. It's a picture of Jesus, the the, the prodigal father. I call him the prodigal father because he's the father that's afar off. But he's waiting, he's looking. He's like, when will my son is that, is that him? Is that him? It's him. It's him. And he, and he runs at his son. That's a picture of waiting. Not like, I'm waiting. Hello. It's, it's, it's filled with anticipation. It's, it's filled with hope. It's filled with 
presence of God braided together. Oh God, this is the day. This is the day, God. This could be it. This could be it. Come on, God. Come on, God. Come on, God. He said it. He said it. He said it. And those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah 30 and verse how gracious he'll be when he cries. It's a picture of answered prayer. If you don't have answered prayer in your life, it's not God's fault. He's given you everything you need. Some of you play with things that hinder your prayer life. And I believe it's First Peter. It says that husbands ought to treat their wives with respect so that they don't hinder their prayers. So just think about that, Tarzan. If you don't treat your wife with, with honor and respect, it's going to, well, shouldn't you treat her with honor and respect because you love her? Well, of course, but I'm just saying, that's another motivation. You're going to mess up your walk with God. If God doesn't answer prayer for you, you're toast. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the, and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden from you no more. That's good. Your teachers will be hidden from you no more. You know what that is? That's a promise that God will reveal himself in the midst of difficulties. I want to declare to you from the great Northland, from the state of Alaska, that as God's bringing about his redemptive plan, that he is going to bring revelation in the midst of difficulties. He's bringing revelation in the midst of turmoil. He's bringing revelation in the midst of violence because it doesn't, it doesn't matter the difficulty and the pain that you're going through. If you'll seek God in the midst of it, he will give you revelation on how to get out of that, how to find healing, how to walk in truth. Can you say amen? Can you say a better amen? amen. Verse 21. Well, your teachers will be hidden no more. Don't go far, Minister Mike. With your eyes, you will see them. It's a picture of having the eyes of your heart being illuminated. Revelation, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear the voice. Man, you'll hear the voice of the Lord. We'll say, this is the way ye walk in it. You hear the voice of the Lord behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. It's a picture of him guiding us. Him guiding us. Him directing us. So I, I spent the night in intercession. I waited on the Lord. And we needed miracles. And I'm talking about major ones, which I, I won't divulge. But we got them all. You know, it's in process. It's, it, it's done. I prayed through. Unless, of course, we're going to have another prayer meeting tonight. And I'm ready for that too, Lord. So I went through the night, came to morning prayer, prayed, went back, canceled my regular, my regular thing. Some of, you, some of you stick to your schedule when you need to change. You know, I mean, you've got work. Honestly, you need to be faithful without all of that. Some of you have an agenda of entertainment when the Lord's trying to give you breakthrough and miracles. But you're going to stick to your, you know, we're going to watch our movie tonight. We said we're going to watch the movie tonight. We're gonna watch. It's time to, like, pray, touch the hem of his garment, have a miracle. But you're going to go watch Hawaii 5-0. And so, you don't know miracle for you, Dano. 
That was funny. Dan O is an actor. Okay. He will lead us. He'll speak to us, say, this is the way, walk in it. Oh, gosh. He reveals sin. You'll, then you'll def defile your idols. You're overlaid with silver and your image is covered with gold. You'll throw away, you know, in the process of this thing, as I needed this breakthrough for, for, the, for the church, the Lord, the Lord showed me, you have, you have issues, son. I said, so uh, repent. I thought, great, awesome. So I get to repent attitudes, just different things, you know. And I'm not, please, please don't make it something that, oh, pastor's insane, he had to repent. Oh, zip it. You get, listen, you get close to the presence of the Lord, you'll find out that you're, you might, just might be a man of unclean lips. If you could just pop another Bud Dumber, drink that thing, and just think everything's all right. As you take another hit off of your, whatever you're hitting, you get close to God. He begins to tell you, all right, change your nutrition. All right. Probably. All right. All right. You need to repent to your wife. All right. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so the Lord's like, you need to, you need to deal with that. And I had to repent. And then I, then I had a beloved brother just, I had this man of God who I'm close to just lay into me. It was awesome. <laughs> and what he said was, which is just burning on my heart, he said, you need to go get your own mantle. You need to get the mantle. Go, are you going to get it or not? What, are you talking to me? You talking to me? And the Lord's like, are you then? And I had to repent. So I did that. You know, this is a powerful passage of Scripture. I go back, and I'm, I'm back to him leading and guiding us. I felt to go outside. I canceled my appointments. I didn't watch Hawaii Five-0. Some of you need to understand when God's leading, you need to shut stuff down and come away with it. And if you never come away, then you ain't going to get the kind of victory and breath, blessing and breakthrough you see around here. You're never going to get the kind of victory and blessing that you see in the lives of other people that write books about the victory and blessing because you won't do what they did to get it. Every anointing, every mint, every anointing, every mantle is available for you if you're willing to do what they did to get it. But if you just sit on your blessing assurance and don't develop a prayer life and don't examine where you're off the beam and press into God, then you'll never see the manifestation of his power and his glory. You text through the service. Am I spitting on you? I'm sorry. I'm going to spit over him. Text throughout the service, jaw jack in the lobby, get up and go to the bathroom 15 times in the midst of a message that could totally transform your life. Get up from the computer right now because you want a sip of water. Oh, it's just getting a little bit uncomfortable. I think he was talking about pot. And uh, there's nothing wrong with me drinking my beer and getting a little bit drunk. The Lord knows my heart. Yeah, deceitfully wicked and black above all else. Darkened. That if you don't deal with that, then how are you you're gonna really walk in victory? I wanna tell you there's no better life than walking in victory, sweet victory, than having, having a relationship with the Lord where he leads you and guides you and directs you. So I canceled my morning. And I'm not to say that I always do that. I've watched Hawaii 502 when I should have had a prayer meeting. 
And I went outside and I was in my backyard and I put on my headphones and listened to some red hot gospel music. You shouldn't see me. I just lost my mind. If my neighbors had looked outside, they would really see what their, their neighbor is like. I'm talking power God hit me, unabashed. I'm, this is conservative worship for me. I'm, this is me just behaving myself, and I'm leading a service, and I'm going to preach. You see me start running around and rolling on the floor, then you'll know Pastor Vince is in charge of the service. <laughs> Does that happen? Well, well, sure. But the Lord touched you in you know, different times, doing different things. So I had my headphones on. I entered on into worship. I was playing the keys. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I was lost. I was lost, wasted in the presence of God. And when that came out of that worship song, I was filled with the fire of God. And I just lifted my hands, and I was standing next to my wellhead. Now, I shared this on ATS, so if some of you heard this already, then you get to hear it twice. I was standing next to my wellhead, and at that moment, I felt the water. It was a familiar experience. I felt water underneath my feet, and the Lord spoke to me. And I need to fill in the story just a little bit. When I first got my house, I want to say seven or eight years ago, we went to drill the well, and they went 270-something feet, hit bedrock, and no water. But on the last 30 feet, I showed up. That's not where I wanted the well, but it just got started before I got there, and there was confusion. And so they're 40 feet down by the time I get there, times $33 a foot. Do the math. I think that's right. I think that's about right. 33 times 270-something. I don't know what that is, but it's a chunk of money. And so now it's got no water. This incredible man, this old timer's drilling away. And I'm standing there, and I, I know there's no water. I know there's going to be no water. The, 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 the house across the way has a bladder in their garage. The person across the street has sulfur, and there's differing degrees of where the water is, and I need water, and I don't need sulfur water, and I, I don't want a bladder in my garage. I'm glad I have one right now. I don't want them on my garage. That just doesn't sound like something I want in my garage or in my basement, okay? I don't want to put up a whole system, and, I, I, you know, praise God. And so the joy of the Lord hits me all these years ago. We were in revival meetings with, with uh, Debbie Richrester. Power of God hits me, and I start laughing. And I'm talking like laughing, like hysterical, you know, tears, laughing. And the old-timer turns his machine off and says, hey, I said, yeah. He says, what are you laughing at, son? I said, well, I'll tell you. And I tell him my whole story. I was lost. I was hurting. I was broken as a young man in my 20s. I gave my life to Christ. I witnessed to him, told him the whole thing. I had nothing. I had nothing. I was, I was lost. He saved me and he healed me and he set me free. And, 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 he, and he raised me up and called me to be a preacher. And, and I've been pastoring here, and God's pouring out his spirit. And I said, it's amazing. He said, and I said, you know something? There's a time where I drank out of a mud puddle, but this is not that time. I said, I have the money to pay you for this well. And he's like, that's good. <laughs> and I said, and I got the money to pay for a second well. And I'm looking for, you know, maybe this is the, the well of contention, and we're going to dig a new well. I'm going to make revival out of whatever God's, whatever is served up in my neighborhood. I'm going to make revival out of it. And so I said, I, if we don't hit water, we'll do a second well. And I said, you know something? 
what's amazing is I have the money to pay you for this and I have the money to pay for a second. I don't want to pay for it. You, know, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather use that for the renovation of my house, but if I got to do two wells, maybe, maybe you know, you need the, another job right here. I don't know, but God knows. I said, do you, God, only God knows. I said, do you know where the water is? He says, no, son, I don't know where the water is. And then I think he actually said, I didn't say this at ETS, but I think he said then, there are water witches. You can call them up and they'll walk. I'm the anything with a witch I ain't calling. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. He said, no, I don't know where the water is. I said, well, I don't know where the water is. He says, only one who knows where the water is. God knows where the water is. He said, go heap so. He said, well, all right. And so he kept digging, goes down, hits bedrock. He says, that's it. He said, uh, well, call me. Tell me what you want me to do. I said, I'll call you in three days, and we'll dig a new well. He said, all right, three days. I said, great. Those three days, I fasted and prayed. And on the third day, I'm with my son, and I'm walking in this yard, acre and a half. I walk over the whole thing, feeling led by the Spirit. I get this particular place in my yard, and I stop. I just feel the stop. I'm like, Lord, the clouds, no exaggeration, the clouds open. The sun comes down on me and my boy. And I feel water under my feet. Say, what does that feel like? Water under your feet. <laughs> and I, I just feel, and the Lord's like, that's the spot. And I thought, well, hallelujah. Praise God. I testify in a staff meeting with Dr. Morocco, and he says, you know, why don't you get some of your intercessory women and folk and turn them loose on your property? And, and you were there. And uh, so y'all came, and Grace Polrins, who's since graduated and going to Glory Week, get to see her later. You know she's whipping that banner around. She's snapping that thing right now. I forget who else was there. Maybe Leila and, and Sue Sundom. And they walked around. So they, they pray in tongues over my whole property and come within three feet of where I picked. I didn't tell them where. They come to three feet of where I said, where the Lord told me the water was. I split the difference. I figured that was wisdom. Called the guy, he came over, 172 feet, hit water, no bladder, no sulfur, you know, no, no problems. Flash forward to, the, the days are blending. I think it's yesterday. I'm walking, I'm praying, I'm worshiping, playing keys. Do, I'd made up some new dance I was going to put on TikTok, this new gospel thing. But, But I'm going to let Pastor Vince do that instead. I'll teach it to you later. <laughs> the power of God comes on me. I'm standing right by my wellhead. I feel his presence and his glory. And the Lord speaks and says, this whole thing is mine, son. I thought, okay. He said, all, all done. We got it now. I watched a series of miracles. It was done. I'd prayed through. I don't need to pray anymore. Just boom, 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 all the way to the end, all the way to the end of the evening. And the last miracle I got, I can't quite tell you because I'm not allowed. A personal one. You know, when you contend for the things of the kingdom, he'll do some personal things for you. You build God, you build God's house. He builds your house. If you'll build his, he will build yours. Some of you haven't learned that. Some of you haven't learned to wait on the Lord. He longs to be gracious to you. He longs to be gracious to you. Those who wait on the Lord to be braided, he'll, he'll, he'll give you revelation, answered prayer. He'll give you revelation. He'll guide you. He'll reveal sin. Oh, look at this next one. 
Wow, that's pretty intense. Look at that Old Testament action. You'll defile your idols overlaid with silver and images covered with gold, and you'll throw them away like a menstrual cloth. Well, praise the Lord. How encouraging. And you'll say with them, away with you. Everybody say, away with you. What a picture. <laughs> it's intense, huh? Woo! Paul used that same language. Verse 23. A what cloth? Verse 23. Verse 23. It would also send you rain. You know what that is? It's provision for the seed that you sow in the ground. He will send you rain for the seed that you sow in the ground. He'll send you rain for the seed that you sow. Inside of seed is the power and the potential to make whatever kind of seed that is. An apple seed contains all the power of making a tree. Where I grew up in the eastern Long Island, we had oak trees. I miss those oak trees. Mighty oaks. And oaks produce acorns, which are awesome to have fights with as little kids. And some people could just throw a mean acorn. And we would make whistles out of the caps. Does anybody... Anybody ever do that? He'll provide the rain for the seed that you sow. Do you know what a mighty oak tree is? It's a nut job that just held on. That's what that is. A mighty oak is a nut that just stayed in the soil of the kingdom to receive the rain that the former and the latter rain to receive the rain of the Spirit. God wants to make you into a mighty oak. They might say that you're a nut right now, but if you'll let the Holy Spirit come upon you, if you'll let the sweet Spirit of Jesus come upon you, oh, what He'll make you. Oh, He's doing it. I saw you. I saw you. Take my hand. Close your eyes. Forget about everybody else. I saw you preaching. I saw video with you at KSM. And I saw you preaching. I saw you preaching under a thunderous anointing. Anytime I get up like this and I have somebody by the wrist, that would be the cue for the usher to respond because anything could happen right now. John Duke, you're, 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 you're duly authorized. Are you in this, are you getting, are you suntanning? What's going on? The Lord has placed uh, an unctioned A very unique anointing. As I saw you sharing about what God has done and the family that you have at KSM and what he's done through you. I saw flashes of when you were preaching at Alaska Fest with a thunderous authority that frankly scared me just a little bit. I thought you were just so sweet. And you are. You're sweet. You're sweet. You were also a lioness. Like in Numbers, that Israel 
There's no divination in Israel. And there's no divination in you. There's no curse that can alight in Israel. And there's no curse in you or your family or your marriage or your kids. And never will there ever be. For God took you by the hand and he brought you out with such kindness and such mercy. The Lord calls you a lioness tonight. That scripture is a, a scripture of, of, in New Testament, spiritual application of violence. And that lioness will rise, kill its prey, it says, and drink the blood of its victims. Now, we're not vampires here, so y'all don't freak out and understand. Understand, it's a picture of you walking in authority and dominion. And I, I saw this video in the back. It's, as we were previewing that and getting ready to launch our KSM videos so that we can have hundreds of students be aware. There's hundreds of people that are calling, being called by God, Minister Barry. Uh, there's hundreds of people being called by God to come to be a part of KSM, but they don't even know it exists. So they're seeing the shows, they're hearing the call, they're saying, go to Alaska, go to Alaska, go to Alaska, but they don't know. So we got to put this video in front of them so they can have an outlet. And so I saw you testifying. I saw the power of God on you and the humility and a brokenness, and you're so grateful. And the Lord says, prepare your sermons and watch the fire of my spirit come upon a generation. Fire. God is raising up ones who know how to wait on him. He's raising up a generation who will look and be braided together with God. They'll be braided together with him that'll look to do his bidding, to take, to take action. Not a people that are consumed by entertainment, but a people that are longing, longing to, to hear from him, to say, to hear his voice, to say, this is the way he walk in it. People that'll learn to sow and reap and sow and reap a people transformed from the former things, now used for noble purposes. I'm raising up a generation. I'm raising up an army. I'm raising up a people that will go into the highways and the byways. I'm going to compel a generation with the love of God and signs and wonders. The teaching of the 70s was wonderful, but we are now in 2020 and we need a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. We need a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We need a demonstration of signs and wonders and miracles. Nothing will break people free from the bondage of opioids, but the power of the Holy Spirit. If you can take a drug addict and pull, remove the drugs that'll come out the side of his neck like a pedophile or something else. You can always be intoxicated by something. I've chosen and I'm running with a band of other brothers and sisters that have chosen to be intoxicated with God. I ain't never going back. Find me that scripture, Minister Jan, you read it renew them in our day, whatever that scripture was at Amos or Habakkuk, turn there for me, would you? I'll come and get it in a second. God's raising up missionaries. He's not done. He's not done with your missionary journeys. I'm going to, I'm going to make some adjustments, says the Lord. I'm going to make some adjustments. And there's a it's like there's some things that were cross-threaded. And as a welder and a, a man of 
construction over the past. Now you're a builder of men. There was some cross-threading that, that had taken place. A cross-threaded pipe, gas pipe, is never going to, it's always going to leak gas. And the Lord is re-threading things for you. And he's going to fit this together just right to fulfill his plan and purpose. I see it going to Jerusalem again. I see, I see God opening up doors and, and opportunities for you. And I want you on my team. As long as you're here, I want, I want your help. Let's figure that out. You're a great man. I love you. Great missionary, great man of God. Put your hands together for me. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus all across this place. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus. In Habakkuk chapter 3, Lord, we've heard of your fame. Verse 2. Stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. This version says repeat. Another version, New King James, says renew them in our day, in our time. Make them known in wrath. Remember mercy. Renew them in our day. Renew them in our time. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus. Lord, release your healing touch. Ben, would you stand with your wife, please? The word of the Lord comes to you tonight. And your tears... The seeds that you've sown have not been in vain. And they've come up as a memorial before the Lord. And God says that you've carried a burden for, for other nations. You've carried a burden for other people. You've carried a burden for orphans. And in, in, in truth, before the Lord, you've really contended on behalf of others, many times thank, thanklessly, without thanks. So tonight, the Lord acknowledges your sacrifice and your seed sowing and your prayers that have come up as a memorial. And the Lord is going to do a new thing in your home. And when I say your home, your house, your, your house, your, your, your house, but your family house. In other words, parents, extended family, your family. Because you've practiced what James calls true religion. I'm turning the tide tonight. He's turning it tonight. And releasing the miracle power of God. He's going to renew that fame, the, 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 the parting of the Red Sea, the miracles that they saw, the miracles they heard about, the, the raising of the dead, the healing of the sick, the setting, he's renewing them. He's renewing them in your family. There's a call, there's a call to ministry for both of you. And I acknowledge that tonight as well. I pray now, Holy Spirit, let your fire come. Let your holy fire fall on this home. Separate 
and burn up everything in the path of your plan. Turn the heart, release to fire, release to power, release to blessing, release the rain, the rain, the former and the latter rain. Holy Spirit, let your fire come right now. Let your fire come right now in the name of Jesus. The enemy's tried to lie to you, Ben. He's trying to whisper to you to say that you know this or that, or you don't have that particular gifts. You don't, you know, you don't, you know. Well, you know the gifts that you have. You know, you're a hard worker and all that. There are things on the inside of you that you do not know anything about. And if you'll just say yes and put your, there's a, been a desire in your heart to walk in a greater boldness, to declare and teach and preach even. And, and there's a desire that's there. All you got to do, son, is dig the ditches. You dig the ditches, he sends the rain. You do your job, you do your part, you prepare, and he releases the power. You're in the season of preparation. I heard your prayer. I heard your cry. I've seen the seeds that you've sown. something on you. I've seen the presence and the power of God on you. You can always tell. You know why? Because they glow. They, has anybody ever seen the radiance of a pregnant woman? You know why that is? It's because God is knitting together a baby in their womb. The Lord is going to birth through you something beyond your dreams or your imagination. It was like in a season in your teens, it was like somebody ripped a piece of your heart. The Lord has brought that back and he's healing you. There was, there was things missing and there was assignments to, to bring destruction in your life. By the mercy of God, he quickened you and he awakened you 
to see things the way that they are. The enemy's lies have been defeated. Although he tries to come subtly and whisper to you again, the voice of the Lord is now louder than any other voice. Because you positioned yourself. Because you, you waited on the Lord. He longs to be gracious to you. And I prophesy greatness in your life. The creativity, anointing upon you, and the arts and the giftings that'll flow through you to touch a world. I see you composing. I see you orchestrating even productions. I see even a, a, a flair and a, for for color and arts and 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 painting. I see I see I see painting and carving. There's things that are swirl within you of the creator to create and to to release beauty and grace. I'm taking you to the next place. I'm going to give you wisdom in relationships. The Lord says, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you wisdom in all of your dealings. I'm going to give you finances. There is like a an inheritance is not the right word, more like a grant. There's money that is going to come your way to be able to fund your ideas. Vision is always provided for by God. Provision follows vision. Some of these things that are in your heart, don't dismiss them. Don't shake them off. Don't 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 blow it off. It's crazy. Yeah, but God, God does crazy like march around the walls and scream and shout and then they fall flat. That's crazy. God is giving you. Come on, stand up on your feet, son. God has given you. God has given you. Uh, a, a crazy faith and the fire of the Spirit of God and everything of the past season everything of the past season is broken off of you I decree and proclaim and declare tonight every cord, every assignment that's tried to bring you to the left and to the right is broken off and tonight you will walk in a freedom and a power and a joy and a liberty such you've never known you'll leave and it'll be like the grass is greener and I can hear birds and man God what are you doing he says I'm raising up a generation I'm raising up a generation peculiar, unusual but I've chosen you. But Lord, who am I? Who am I, said Gideon? I'm the least of my clan and my family and oh God, what I've been through. He says, I've chosen you and selected you. Let the fire of God come. Stand up on your feet all across this place. So glad you're on the platform. Really important. He's waited. There's a dynamic in your marriage for ministry that the enemy has fought so hard against. I mean, he has fought so hard. And it looked like normal, natural circumstances, but know for sure it was not normal, natural circumstances. It was an assignment coming with a normal, natural wrapper to keep you out. It's all, it's over. It's over. I'm refreshing you. I'm touching you. Joel 2, all the years that the locusts have taken. I'll restore.
anointing breaks every yoke, breaks every chain. You're anointed. You're anointing. You're anointing, Lord. You're anointing. Sets the captives free. In that day, your cattle will graze in broad meadows. Verse 24, the oxen and the donkeys will work the soil and eat the fodder and the mash. In that day, great slaughter. When the towers fall, streams of water will flow on every high mountain and every lofty hill. The moon will shine like the sun and the sunlight will be like seven times brighter like the light of seven full days when the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals the wounds of the afflicted. If you will learn to wait on the Lord, he will answer prayer. He'll give you revelation. He will guide you. He'll reveal sin. He'll walk in prosperity. He'll send rain. He'll send protection. That's verse 26. <laughs> and he'll bring healing. He'll, he'll heal the bruise and those that are afflicted. America needs healing. And the only way that'll happen is by a church that knows how to wait on the Lord and allow him to be gracious. It's a picture of prayer, but it's so much more. Waiting really is action, moving forward in faith. Did you get something from Jesus? <laughs> Lift your hands to heaven one more time and just call on his name. If you're here and you're not right with God, and you're under the sound of my voice and you've never given your heart to Jesus and you want to give your heart to Christ tonight, you want to ask him to forgive you. You want to defile your idols. You want to put those things away and you want to come to him and give your life to him for the very first time. Or maybe you've lived for him before, but you're not living for him now and you want to recommit. You want to recommit your life to the Lord. If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or you want to recommit, just meet me up front right now. Just step out from where you are and come right here. See, I've found that when you're really hungry and you're ready for change, you don't really care. You don't really care what other people think. You don't, you don't care if you might look like a fool. You're like, I need help. I need help. I need help. God, help me. Help me, God. And those online, come, come right front and center, y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just slide on over. Depression, fear, anxiety.
anxiety, night terror. I command you in the name of Jesus to loose your home right now. In Jesus' name, loose. Loose your home. Be free. Be free. Be free. Generational iniquity and curses break. Power God. Power God. Power God on your organs. He's releasing power on your kidneys, on your liver. There's all kinds of things happening with your physical body. The Lord's releasing his healing power now. The Lord's releasing his healing power now on your feet. Your feet hurt. Your joints hurt. God's healing you now. He's healing you now as you give your life to him afresh. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Pray this prayer right out loud, whether you came up front or you didn't. Say, dear heavenly father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. To rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for healing, hearing my prayer. I'm going to begin to contend more for the baptism of the Holy Ghost because you need it. You need the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how you live for God without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I just don't know how. And if you've never been baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to encourage you to step out from where you are. Pastors, ministers, would you come? You say, well, I never have, or I used to pray in tongues. I, I used to be. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for you. And um, if I could have my whole worship team, come on up, please. And you want to be filled with the Spirit. If you're online, there's, there's no distance. He can fill you right where you're at. Many times the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost came as, as they worshiped. So if you need the baptism of the Spirit, just, just come right now and we'll pray for you. Can we sing some baptism of the Holy Spirit song? Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many altar calls I answered, Minister Barry. 20? 20 altar calls before I got baptized in the Spirit. I used to be like, Lord, am I left out? And they said, no, don't worry. Just, you know, how many days did they have to wait before Pentecost? Anybody know? They were quarantined, if I could just use that, in an upper room for 10 days. Now, you know what that's like. But it wasn't 10 days of, you know, constantly opening the fridge and watching Netflix and texting everybody and doing social media. It was 10 days of maybe they're going to crucify us. That, that's what it was. 50 days after the resurrection. No, she's okay. She's all right. Here, here just stay there. You need that. When you're on the operating table, you don't ever ask Nurse Jan. You don't ever want to get up in the middle of an operation. Just stay. Stand. Ten days. Ten days. Why did they have to wait? Why couldn't God just give it to them? Deuteronomy says 
Deuteronomy says, I brought you in the desert, caused you to hunger that you would thirst so I would feed you. There's a, there's a principle of hungering and thirsting. And it's just a timing. Pentecost, it had to come on Pentecost. They had to wait. They had to wait. It had to come on the day of Pentecost when they're all in one accord. And there wasn't 300 and 500 saw him ascend. 120 minus from 500. 380, thank you. I not only can't spell, my math skills aren't very good, but that's why I hire people to do all of that. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. I'm not ashamed. Come on, God's given you gifts. God's given you, come on, just rejoice in who you are. Hallelujah. Where are the other 380? Well, there's no revival yet. Ain't getting no revival. We've been waiting on the Lord for at least three days. Three days he got up from the dead. I get the ain't going wrong, brother. Well, I'm going home to, you know, tend to my sheep, I guess. Oh, and 50 left maybe the fifth day. Oh, and, and on the sixth and seventh day, a couple of people said, you know something, my mama needs me, I need to go. And then, and then, and then maybe the, 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 the ninth day, people are like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? I need to get ready for the Feast of, feast of Pentecost. And by the time the Feast of Pentecost came, 120 thirsty people were in an upper room and they weren't like, oh, what time is it? They're like, ah, oh God, come, let the wind of your spirit. You said it'd be better for you to go. You said it'd be, you'd send another. God, you said, you said you would send the Holy Spirit. I need you, we need you. said to wait. You said to tarry. You said we would be your witnesses in all the earth. Send the fire. 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 Come on, Minister Micah. Come on. Come on. If you need prayer, come to the front.
It's 9.02. There's children back there that need to be picked up and youth need to be picked up. Don't you miss Friday night. It's going to be off the chain. Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Sunday, it's time for the great outpouring, the great Alaska outpouring. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. May he lift up his countenance towards you. May he be gracious to you and keep you and give you Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.